I'm Kate. And I'm Pippa. We're the producers at She Wants a Dog, and we're pleased to bring you our series, A Practical Guide to Death. A podcast series exploring death from all sorts of angles. We're glad you've invited us here, into your ear, or perhaps the speaker on your computer, or your car, wherever you're listening. Welcome. This drama episode is called Alice, written by Amanda Whittington and performed by Amelia Bullman. I run, or try to, couch to 5k at first, positive thinking, achievable goals. Eight minutes a mile on a good day, three days a week, well, nights, and a bright early morning to end the week, start the week, because actually, Sunday is the first day of the Sabbath, dear solace, the day of the sun, day of rest as was, now a day to rest back some kind of control of it all, the house, the pile of ironing, the emails, and yes, I know we're not meant to respond out of office hours, but if you don't, the work-life balance is all well and good, but if work's on your mind, so sometimes it's best, it's actually fine to spend Saturday night catching up. And that's why this, yes, it helps. No, really. Endorphins, energy, lowers the heart rate, blood pressure, boosts immunity, lymphocytes, white blood cells, they go through the roof when you run. Burns calories faster than cross-country skiing. Not that I do, but I will. Next year, when I'm slim enough for salopettes, we're not meant to say slimming now. It's points, rewards, healthy living. Not fitness, but strength. Strength. And spirit. Something about it. The rhythm of it. When you suddenly notice it isn't a slog. When the steps start to flow. When you put one foot in front of the other and... And you're not just running. No. You're a runner. Me. Yes. I'm a runner. I am a... Oh! oh. Sorry. Can somebody... Please. My head. black yet somewhere outside of myself blue lights green tunic frame strap 
neck brace, forward motion, back doors open, close, ABC, a new language, airway breathing, circulation, perfusion, pulse, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, A&E, I hear, I feel, the second hand, 10, 15, 20, 60, someone speaking, no carotid pulse, no audible heart, no respiratory effort, no audible breath, no motor response, pupils dilated, no corneal reflex, no response to light. Cause unknown. Coroner informed. Blue tunic. White piping. Closes my eyes, but still I see. Combs hair. Conscientious, reassuringly routine. Earbuds, Fitbit, backdoor key, sealed in a clear plastic bag. Ironic, of course. A professional planner not planning for this. No ID. But who sees it coming at 9.28 on a Sunday morning? Bed unmade? Breakfast pots still in the sink? Can I say for the record it bears no resemblance whatsoever to Silent Witness? No stark chrome surgical space? No lone victim laid centre stage? No sign of Amelia Fox, may I add. Only Alice. Preparing the room for the guests. Subtle lamps, soft furnishings, purple, lime green. Headboard. Blanket. Pillow to rest one's head. Box of tissues on hand. Except a minor mystery did unfold. Monday morning, Millie from work calls three times. Goes to the house. Car's outside. Sally next door has a key. Finds iPhone on kitchen worktop. Three missed calls. Police match the details they have from the hospital. Send the youngest PC they can find to my mother's house. Who did very well. She tells Alice, given the circumstances, yes, very well. She arrives long before Dad's in the building. Heels click-click in the corridor. Fresh lipstick, jaw set. Gives Alice a sideways look. Pink Mohican, not what one expects. And Mum likes to know things are in order. Done the right way. She thinks Alice is some sort of nurse. APT. Alice tells her, anatomical pathology technologist, mortuary tech, one of ten here. We cover the county, the coroner's full jurisdiction. Really? Of course, if she's looking at Alice, she doesn't have to see this. See me. She goes on to extract her CV. A degree in biological sciences. Not mandatory, though. A role like this is as much about being the right kind of person. Learned anatomy by dissection. That's where the interest began. Took an admin job in pathology. Saw what the mortuary technicians do and thought, maybe that's me. How unusual, Mother says. Guess so. Alice smiles. Must be a calling, this kind of... Not just a career, a vocation. Must be nice to have that sure-footedness. To know who you are, why you're here, what you're for. 
Of course, it's too late to change tack at 53. Ten years too late with retirement on the horizon. Very distant horizon, but still, that's the time for a new direction in... Yes. That would be... But time is elastic, you find. A decade goes by in the blink of an eye, and a second can stop it stone dead. Four years old. Front door ajar. I peep out, see a black and white cat spring over the way. The bell on its collar ding-dings. I laugh, go to see where she's gone and slam. A gust of wind blows the Yale tight shut. As I turn, collar bell goes from major to minor. Out on the street, alone, overwhelmed. Hand to the wall to stop the ground spinning, to reset the compass to north. Found by my father, of course, safe and well. Yet left with a feeling I don't think I ever quite shake. Dad won't remember. Why would he? I didn't go missing. I wasn't that kind of child. I was sensible, hardworking. Hoped to do medicine, Alice, but didn't get the grades. Chose business affairs. Career girl. No kids. Which, perhaps in the light of all this, is... Alice listens, as if it's the first time a father tells her, You never expect they'll go first. She explains the process, gives him a booklet, a number to call if he has any concerns. Ridiculous question, I know, but you won't leave her all on her own. You'll look after her, won't you? Alice assures him she will. An average Wednesday, alarm, 5.55 a.m., shower, 6.05, hair, makeup, orange juice, muesli, travel mug of tea for the car. On the road, 7.10 and traffic permitting, installed at my desk by 8. Logistics, supply chain management, the movement of goods from point of origin to final destination. Not how you dream of spending your days, but at least they fly. You look at the clock, it's always later. Problem-solving, conflict resolution, critical thinking, people management. Because, as we know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So, when a link breaks or snaps clean away, we've a system in place. A system designed to ensure we don't rely on any individual, however important they are. Think they are. One shouldn't be missed. That's when you've done your job well, Laura. That's how you know. Alice. Starts work at 7.30. The team set up for the day. Transfer their patients from fridge room, so-called, to here. Then it's morning briefing. Cases, releases, handovers, viewings. Return with pathologists. Identify patients and make an initial assessment. And when that's done, Alice begins. With six medical students observing today. Bright, earnest, not quite sure how chirpy to be. Nervous jokes about not having had breakfast. Alice eases them into it. Tells them she thinks of the body as more of a vehicle. For me, the person within it, 
the spirit, the soul, if you like, is no longer there. That means we can't hurt them. But what we can do is determine the true cause of death and support their family's grief. That's our job. So don't overthink what you see. If you feel faint, leave the room. And if you'd like to hold the organs, that's why you're here. Any questions? Evisceration. 53-year-old female. Suspected cerebral aneurysm. Alice begins with a midline incision. Top of sternum to pelvic bone. Cuts through fat and muscle of abdomen, chest, and peels away from the ribs. We begin by removing the bowel. Uh, first, I'll fold back the omentum and find the second part of the duodenum. Cut through, follow it all the way down its mesenteric edge, along the jejunum, ilium, down to the caecum, and all the way along the colon, right down to the rectum. All placed, one by one, in a viscera bag. Now, most of the time, there's nothing pathologically interesting in the bowel in terms of cause of death. So, unless there's something we need to draw to the attention of the pathologist, we'll set it aside. Next, we need to remove part of the ribs to get underneath. Special shears for the job. Curved metal blades, long handles, cut through the soft layer of cartilage on the ribs. Remove the triangle. Cut away the connective tissue and we'll see the heart and the lungs underneath. For some reason, the blue marble comes to mind. We've all seen it. The first clear photo of planet Earth shot by Apollo 19. I remember Dad said, we had no idea till we saw it. We didn't know how indescribably, <laughs> no, no idea. And it probably feels strange seeing the tongue and neck structure come out as a whole, but it's useful. If somebody's choked, you'll see in the airway, if there's fluid, it's there. But in this case, yep, uh, it all looks pretty much fine. Heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, bladder, uterus, ovaries out. Okay. Discreet incision behind the ear. Horizontal line to detach skin from bone. Peel forward towards the face. Fold back. Soft tissue and skull removed. And there she is. Soft. Jelly soft. Slightly swollen. A great deal of blood. Yet still... All we are, all we know, all that remains unknowable. Alice lifts her out, gently holds her. Three pound, three ounces, the weight of a life in her hands. The pathologist knows what to look for. Slices systematically through. Deep at the base, the interpeduncular fossa, a 
a cave-like structure, a network of blood vessels known as the Circle of Willis. Carefully examines, rinses the clots and free blood clean away, reveals a balloon-like pouch in one of the vessels. Berry aneurysm. Ruptured. Burst. So, that's it. There we have it. All done, and into the viscera bag with the rest. Reconstruction. Alice fills the cavity with cotton wadding, replaces the skull, folds the skin back from the forehead, stitches it neatly in place. Then she washes my hair. Hibiscus and coconut shampoo. Oh, thank you. The viscera bag goes into the body. The ribs rest on top. Sewn up, washed down. Clean sheet, clean shroud. Last night in the fridge room. I'll see you tomorrow, she says. We say things like, oh, when my time comes. We don't believe it will. We turn a blind eye to the fact we're flesh, blood and bones, and stood on a planet that spins beneath us at 1,000 miles an hour. But when the clock stops, when time is no longer a measure, a ruler, a tyrant, we find perhaps to be nothing and nowhere. Nothing. Nowhere. Nobody. Nobody. No. Body. Weightless, faceless, sexless, breathless, heartless, painless, nameless, ageless, timeless, lifeless. Some see our father's house. Many rooms, those who've prepared them a place, or a tunnel, a white light, a vision of pure love and peace. I saw her. Alice. And she saw me. Our total gratitude to writer Amanda Whittington, performer Amelia Bullmore, and our brilliant sound designer, Ian Armstrong. Thank you. Join us for the follow-up episode, available through this feed, where Amanda unpicks the themes of her play with Kirsty Bullen, an anatomical pathology technologist, or APT for short. Their conversation is rich and thoughtful. This podcast is produced by She Wants a Dog, with support from our commissioning partner, Nottingham Playhouse, and Funders Arts Council of England. To find out more about the series, follow us on social media at She Wants a Dog or visit our website, shewantsadogpodcasts.com. Look out for other series from us, Sick Babe, Exploring Life with Invisible Disabilities 
and the Perverts podcast, a queer audio cabaret. And please do rate, subscribe and share if you enjoyed it. And join us again for more extraordinary explorations into a subject that affects us all, death. <laughs>